the Minnesota Football Show, your regular dose of smart, socially aware, and occasionally snarky news and commentary about local, national, and international soccer. The Minnesota Football Show co-hosts are Bridget McDowell and Sheila Reed, produced and co-hosted by Rodrigo Sanchez Javeria and Eric Silva Renner. You can follow the Minnesota Football Show at Show on your social media platform of choice. Subscribe to and rate the Minnesota Football Show on iTunes. Welcome to another episode of the Famously Unfamous Minnesota Football Show. I am your co-host Rodrigo Sanchez Chavarria. I am joined by amazing people just I like almost myself. almost spit out water all over the screen. <laughs> So glad that I is muted. Man. And the other person laughing in the background is, of course, the amazing Bridget McDowell. How are you guys that doing today? Spectacular, Rodrigo. Well done. <laughs> wow. Oh, Famously unfamous. That's that's going to be on the bio from now on. <laughs> doing all right, man. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, how you doing, Bridget? Yeah, what's up, Bridget? Uh, I'm all right. <laughs> Just just plugging along one week at a time. Yeah, yeah. I feel that. Like it's it, it's kind of getting into that mode again where the, the days are starting to blend and mm-hmm. like it was like back in, in March and like the, the early lockdown days. Right. And I'm like right. I mean Rodrigo, you, you can speak to that. You didn't even realize it was Sunday until like twenty I, minutes I, ago, I, probably. I, <laughs> Saturday was like we had like no kids. Like my in-laws took the kid. My, well, my sister-in-law took the kids to do some. Uh, um, what's it called? Gingerbread house, which is you know one of the whitest things you can do. You know, because I don't, I don't, I don't. I didn't grow up with. I grew up with a nacimiento, so right. So like, and you got you got Deutsche roots. You got to embrace the Deutsche roots. Come on. I, I have to. No, I don't know about that yet. But anyways, uh, gingerbread housing. So like me and Nubia were home, and then we were like, "What are we gonna do?" It was like, well. We just folded laundry and watched cheesy. And I, oh, and I did. So maybe me and uh, Eric on an off podcast thing um, or a Patreon thing, we can talk about Hawkeye because I finally caught up oh, with all the Hawkeye. Oh, yeah. Patreon content. Yeah. So that was fun. I got thoughts. So, I got thoughts. Yeah. So I did too. I did too. Uh, but yeah, no, enjoyed our Saturday. Uh, put up the tree. Um, then told the lazy teenagers to put up the rest and guess what's guess 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 if they did or not that should be like a poll question yeah. that's a pretty easy one i think <laughs> right right um, anyways but um All right, Rodrigo, let's, let's, get this, let's get this thing moving because i know you have a, a busy day ahead of you um why don't you get started you wanted to talk nwsl draft and i admittedly did not pay a whole lot of attention to it i saw little things but uh i'll, I'll throw it to you and and bridget and Oniba, go for it. Well, I mean, one of the cool things about this is like I usually, you know, like I'm a nerd, right? I get excited by expansion drafts, so I was like all up in the and and uh, the MLS expansion draft. I also get I get excited by drafts. Um, Nubia got excited to the point where she actually, you know, make make sure that we were watching it, and it was on we were watching on Paramount, but it literally like I've seen all the ones beginning in 2013. And it literally looked like it was like an ESPN, like professional aspect type of um, broadcast, right? Like they had everything, you know, you're like, wow, this is, this is awesome. I was happy. And then 
all the glitches happen and trying to announce things and it was just like a big old like production mess for like the first five minutes they keep on replaying some stuff and regardless we got we, we started and um naomi girma went uh number one because uh san diego gets the first uh the wave get the first draft and i was you know i was happy with that i, I think a lot of these players that got drafted in the first round were like 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 they're really 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 good players i think they're good college players i'm really excited you know i'm not an nc courage fan but i want to see what what the diana ordonez does as uh, something i'm gonna watch um i think um if you look at all the past uh nwsl number one picks like 95 of them end up playing for the u end up playing and studying for the u.s women national team so that's literally if you look go back Throw your number ones from 2013 to now, you probably can make a good starting 11 for what it would be your current U.S. women national team. What, what should we know about uh, Naomi Girma? Um, overall, solid, uh, solid player. I believe she plays defense, but I'm just trying to um, remember that yesterday is such a blur. Um, but so. um, yeah, and um, and there's just some really she just solid player overall and i think that's one of the things that we're looking to to uh to have competition in because they you know they have uh, they traded for alex morgan and i think they have abby doll camper so um as we talked about it right if you try to uh if you try to create a a, a good spine um it's it's exactly what you need right and so that's 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 kind of the thing that um that that i was i was looking to see is like which team is going to do what what team is uh going to just uh just it's really interesting and just watching the reaction from players who were all at home the majority of the time with loved ones just you know that's you know i've watched way too many nfl and nba drafts when i was growing up that you know, I, I I really enjoy the fact that um, that that does that, and and then the greatest thing too to me is because I'm you know I have a Issa watch is is considering perhaps you know unretiring for college. Um, um, hey, that's breaking news. That's good stuff. Um, she's considering it. She doesn't know too well, but you know the fact that you know like whether you play Division One soccer, whether you play Division Two, II, Division Three uh or junior college you know like less than 10 percent of high school athletes get to play a collegiate sport that's a big big thing right you're like you're like you, you might not think it is but it's like it's huge right and take that and the 10%, drop between collegiate and, and professional too right right and then there's a bigger drop of that so like this is you know this is something that needs to be celebrated in all its forms that it that it can be right um but it also needs to be taken account, you know, you know, the, the people who are doing. So let's just go over um, just the round one and we'll talk. And, and then um, uh, let's see. Jalen Howell, Florida State, number two. Is that St. Louis? That looks like St. Louis. That's uh, um, that's Louisville racing. Louisville. Yeah, Louisville. Yeah, Louisville. Uh, Emily Gray from Virginia Tech went to NC Courage. Um uh louisville had another draft of the fourth pick savannah demelo don't know too much about savannah though unfortunately but usc player uh me official i believe um went to orlando deanna ordonez goes to nc courage in the six um elise bennett 
goes to Casey Woso, right? Because that's what they're called right now. <laughs> they don't have a full name yet. No, no, they, they changed their stu- name. They did? They have, yeah, they're the uh, the current. Oh, yeah. okay. That's right. Casey Current. Uh, so Zanika John, uh, then Marlene Shimmer, Caitlin Cosmo, uh, which was an interesting pick for me from Duke, I think, just overall. Just um, um, I thought a good defensive player. So... Um, Julie Doyle and Kelly and Fregulia. That's about as much as I got to watch. But then in round two, um, we don't have to do all of them, my guy. Just pick like two or no, three. No, 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 no. <laughs> this is where it gets interesting. In round two, you know, because we're a Portland fans uh, fan base, and there's a lot of trading going on for like draft picks. Like, like I think I, there's just so much. They call it allocation money, so it's not garbage bucks or like gam or tam. So it's just allocation money. So like, you know, $85,000 of allocation number we're throwing around around. So like, you know, people were just trading draft picks, right? Because they build, um, they build their team. And um, and then Sidney Nacello got drafted, I think, is that for the Thorns? Yep. On the, on the 13th. And um, this became, um, this became a really interesting uh draft pick because apparently because you know the the thorn have a new coach and 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 knew everything just about you know they they traded a lot of players got money back but they still have like a stack roster um 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 angel city looks like a stack team already from what we've seen so far um but um sydney is from uh, south florida uh, and apparently, oh, hold on. It, is, is this the one? Let's let's throw it yeah. to Bridget for for this. Go ahead, yeah, Bridget. let's throw it to that Bridget for this one. Uh, yeah. So they draft this player who, right away, I mean, Portland fans are already on top of these things, um, given everything that has happened within that organization the last, uh, well, last couple of years, but specifically the last couple of months. Um, so a quick glance through um, this player's social media shows you uh, all the things that she has retweeted, uh, homophobic, transphobic remarks, um, racist remarks. There's a tweet um, where she retweeted someone in blackface. Uh, there's um, comments about you know, retweets of Trump Jr. and so on and so forth. And it, it doesn't take much to find these things and to realize how problematic these things could be. Um, the coaching staff was was asked afterwards, like, what is your what is your vetting process? Because this clearly, like within an hour of her being drafted, there was this outcry on social media. Right. And you said you, you, you pulled this up within minutes, so it didn't yeah. really take a lot of work. Like, I mean, <laughs> you know, people are going to pull up the, the player and like see who they are. Like, and it doesn't take much effort to, <laughs> to find these things. And, and the club admitted, yeah, I mean, we, we do a full vetting process, but the process does not include social media. And, and 
that just blows your mind, right? Like vetting process that does not include everything. No, we don't bother wow. looking at any of that. Um, that's like the dream job, right? Like, exactly. And everyone's like, we've, we've done this in, you know, five minutes. We found all of these problematic things. So what does Sydney do? She, she posts an apology right away which I should have right in front of me, but basically it's not even an apology. She does use the words, I'm sorry, but it's one of those, I'm sorry, you're offended kind of deals. Mm -hmm. Uh, And states, I am so excited to be coming to Portland. I'm so excited to be surrounded by that community and by this fan base. And I'm so excited to begin my career there. And I love you all. And I'm sorry if the things that I have said have offended anybody. And uh, I am ready to learn from you and figure out you know, where I've made mistakes and change. And of course the club retweets that. They have since deleted the retweet. Oh yeah, everything uh, got deleted. Um, everything went yeah. private, everything got locked down. Yeah, and, and she locked her Twitter account, you know, cause she doesn't want anybody to have time to scroll too far down. Um, wow. But yeah, within like two minutes, I've I screenshotted like five things that are problematic. And I, I didn't even go into, I just went through her timeline. I mean, other people were going through her likes and some replies, and and that's where the blackface tweet showed up. Right. Uh, I think there was an AOC um, it, attempted blackface thing. Yeah. No, it was yeah. it was horrible. Wow. And I mean, for a club that keeps saying, and for a league, you, you know, you have so many queer players, uh, queer fans. The fan base, specifically in Portland, the most left-leaning fan base, um, and there's a huge difference between, I mean, you, sure, a lot of the replies were like, yeah, you have different views, like, don't worry about what all these other people are saying, welcome to Portland, but, like, civil rights aren't opinions, um, and that's kind of the common misconception with oh, all sorry. of these things, uh, but if you're, if you're retweeting these things, and and it's like such a consistent like it's not like she had one day where she tweeted something that's maybe a little questionable like this is years worth of tweets um and it's just like i mean just being in an environment like portland isn't going to be enough to make you change your viewpoint there's there's just so many layers layers upon layers upon layers And 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 the club did say when when the coach said you know we no we don't that social media she did say like yes we've drafted her but that doesn't mean that like there isn't going to be it doesn't mean that there's not going to be an ongoing conversation like she you don't go from the draft directly to a starting 11 position right you know there's there's more conversations that happen you know before preseason starts and and like we've seen in mls just because you draft a player doesn't necessarily mean that you end up signing them at the end of the day um so we'll we'll see what happens there um wow but yeah it's you know just just it's another deep. another notch <laughs> yeah it's, it's like just a, crazy uh, i was gonna say monkey on the nwso back but it's more like mm-hmm. a uh what's what's the largest one a gorilla a gorilla on the <laughs> nwso's back <laughs> yeah i just i just don't understand like how like a club like portland keeps on digging a hole deeper and deeper for themselves after all the things that have occurred under under the their watch right i think oh 
one of one of the funniest tweets was a retweet of uh, something about Brett Kavanaugh, um, where a politician said like accusations do not mean guilt. And there are other retweets about sexual assault allegations towards oh, certain man, um, That's even more layers so, upon layers upon so, layers. So in the last month of the believing women narrative, um, then you draft this person. Exactly. <laughs> and it's like, well, maybe, maybe they did vet her social media and they saw no problem here. <laughs> Yeah, that's, I mean, it's on management and this management, you know, currently is under a lot of a, a lot of fire as, as it should be. Right. Yeah. Um, and hopefully this will be the, the catalyst for it to have some big changes. Uh, but I mean, it's just it's just horrible. Like, I just I just don't get it. Like, I, I understand trying to give someone a second chance and trying to reform them and teach them and all the other stuff. That's a lot of freaking work. <laughs> that's a lot of work <laughs> like if i was a coach i was like i don't i was like and that's just you know i i would not be interested in doing that and, and i mean oh. and and if this player gets playing time and and, and there are problems or there there are problems because it's just going to be like boo fest literally yeah. oh yeah can you imagine the can you supporters? imagine that especially like if this player comes out imagine if this player comes out there's just going to be pink smoke for an right. hour and a half <laughs> throughout the entire match no cheering just pink smoke yep. it's gonna smoke, be a pink yep. cloud yeah, that's all over the all over the field that's it no one can play no one can see the pink fog is taken over yeah and it's just crazy like i don't like like i get so excited for things like this because i'm thinking you know about equity and thinking about equality yeah, yeah. and how much I enjoy, you know, women's games more than I do men sometimes. Right. And we can talk about that because a bunch of people in Minnesota, but tickets to go see the U S men national team in February for like over a hundred bucks. And there's no way I would pay a hundred dollars to go watch the U S men national team to begin with. Right. That's my personal position. Like if it's a U S women national team, yeah, I'll pay. But I, that's just the way I, I, I stand on some things. And it's just, just r- ridiculous that, you know, when given the opportunities that this organization, the NWSL, it's still trying to figure out what to do. And it's like, I don't know, it's been what, like seven years now, 13, right? So, yeah, yeah, about seven years and still trying to figure it's, things out. And yeah, it's particularly brutal just coming off of all the recent events and recent revelations and things like that. It's, this is hard. Yeah. Um, but let me, let me take what you said about, about enjoying women's football and supporting equity and all that stuff. And let me use that as a segue to talk about some positive, uh, some positive aspects directly related to where we are in the state of Minnesota. I'm talking about Minnesota Woso, because there's a lot of good news to talk about here. Woso. Yeah. So all the shares sold out. Um, way faster than anyone expected, I believe, from yeah. every state in the continental, not even continental, uh, including Alaska and Hawaii, uh, minus West Virginia and Delaware. So I don't <laughs> know what's going on in West Virginia and Delaware, but they don't, they don't like Minnesota. That's probably Apparently. what it is. Apparently. <laughs> and, and this doesn't even have the international uh, representatives here. I, I lo- I'd be really curious and love to see uh, who from outside of the U.S. got in on it too? Because there was for sure some international. Yeah, it was. I think they said like eight countries, but nice. I haven't seen a haven't seen a list. Very cool. So that, that's yeah. spectacular. Three thousand and eighty community owners. That like, 
that in itself like rivals like you know the community ownership like detroit city fc has right and that kind of thing and like and they follow that model right and i think it's just great and i was i was grateful that i was able that our family was able to get some shares so now we all each own part and well so i can't wait till yell at wes and tell him what to do uh but you know (laughs) but i i was really excited because like i was wondering when the announcement for coaching staff was going to happen yeah take it away um we've got uh this happened on thursday the 16th uh nicole lukic i think that's how you pronounce it lukic got the the uh balkan balkan influence balkan roots there i I don't know a lot about this individual uh rush wisconsin got some wisconsin roots wisconsin experience i'll I'll throw it to you two if you know more but go ahead um i think that she was a director and and play with some of the the is it EPL or no MPL uh, MPL uh, teams, so she's 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 done some some stuff in as in the aspect of development, and I think that's great. Um, you know, and I thought I thought they were a strong candidate. So, uh, and and I'm glad they 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 got the chances what they they needed to do. There's some really cool stuff uh, that they're working on. I mean, I'm a, I'm a big I'm a big development guy and like a big club so i'm i know about rush minnesota and some other things that they've done um so rush wisconsin sorry yeah but don't they have a twin cities maybe twin cities yeah oh yeah Yeah. right yeah director of operations twin cities rush you got it yeah yeah so then all of the above (laughs) so like your technical staff as well has roots kind of within the area Ah, yeah there you go it's at wisconsin you know and, and they also released a couple of the assistant coaches too. I didn't get them in the notes, but if you all have them ready to oh, go, come on, recognize those names. Jen Lair was like yeah. the best thing for me. Like when I heard that Coach Jen was going to to be an assistant coach, I think um, I'm like, not tied into it like you, Rodrigo. So you uh, you know way no, more no, than I, I do. I would. I was. I was excited because Coach Jen. If people don't know, Jen uh, is one of the founders of like a girl. Um, also former golfer, uh, right? Um, in addition, is the current uh, assistant coach at Hamlin's uh, soccer program for women's. Um, um, you know, <laughs> Issa watch. Um, and um, uh, and subtle, you know, just overall, subtle. just overall, great. You know, it's overall a great person, like a community-driven person that knows how to run a program, knows what it's like to provide opportunities, knows how to embed um, equity and anti-racist into a program. And so like, you know, I'm excited about that. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm really hoping that, you know, there's a, they're, they're, they interviewed all of them on Equal Time Soccer. So go check out Equal Time Soccer. They have the full-blown interview. Um, I haven't watched it yet, but my Banubi is like, you have to talk about this at the pod. You have to talk about this. It's like, I know, this is the equal time soccer, equal time soccer. Yes, I know. Like, they have, I haven't watched it yet. I want to. I'm going to. But um, but if it's anything, what equal time soccer usually delivers, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's you know, great content, amazing content. So I'm looking forward to watching that. Um, but I'm just excited, you know, because these assistant coaches will, will get their experience and, like, you know, <clears throat> in two years maybe um maybe uh we'll have coach jen larrick of the mn Wilson, right um and that would be that would be pretty amazing for me i just you know like community folks and building community folk up and i think 
this is this is a great opportunity. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm I was super geeked about it. Um, you know, we'll we'll talk about you know what the next steps up. I think the next steps are just you know they they decide the name and the branding and the kit and dear Lord, we just have to we have to just. Uh, what's the word? Players not stadium. Survive. That's going to be the, the next big thing, right? But not survive. But we have to sur- survive. Is not just is too it's a horrible war. But we have to get through winter. <laughs> yeah. We get through oh, winter. This, this, we get this through winter, and then like through, the excitement, huh? the excitement gets even more, right? Because yeah, we get yeah, the, for sure. We get stuff delivered in it's, March. It's getting real. Yeah, and then you'll be like, oh man, where are they going to play? You know, yeah. and um, and hopefully, you know, it'll be somewhere local, and we all can attend and. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, looking forward to waving my whistle. Um, hopefully a new scarf by then, but um, mm-hmm. all the other stuff and looking to be able to support, you know, this, this yeah. team as much as we can. So definitely we don't have an update yet in terms of the, uh, the naming um, that that'll probably happen. I'm guessing early in the new year, but we'll, uh, we'll see where that yeah. lands. but let's, let's go to MLS. I don't have a whole lot. Um, I thought this was kind of a big one though, that uh, Atuesta, is headed from LAFC to Palmeiras in Brazil. And man, they were quick. Social media team was ready. Like as soon as I saw the the uh, LAFC and MLS announcement, Palmeiras immediately flipped out. Uh, I don't know how they did it. They just like, you know, Photoshopped Atuesta in a Palmeiras kit, like running around with the full squad. And I'm like, wow, you guys were like, that thing was loaded and boom, it's off. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, LAFC is literally cleaning house. Yeah. And uh, four million dollar transfer over. I don't remember what it was. You know, I, a, I heard. Yeah, Go it's ahead. a loan or is it, is it a loan or transfer? Transfer. Okay. Yeah, that makes yep. sense. The guys, the extra time guys, were a couple of them were like, "Oh, he should have gone to a European club." Blah blah blah. And like, no. Paul Matus is going to be really good for him, and if he still wants to go to a European club after that, he certainly can. But yeah. It's, I mean, with, it's with not, the Twesta, it's not a step down. Is what I'm trying to say. Is like yeah. don't is, don't try and compare it like that. Did the Palmeiras qualify for the uh, Copa Libertadores this year? Oh yeah, they uh, they were where they land. It was uh, Lechico Mineiro, Flamengo, Palmeiras third. Yeah. So that's I mean, with oh, the Twesta, they're, the, they're the current holders too. So I mean, right. there's that. That's gonna be uh, that's gonna be a good. I mean, I'm, I'm excited to be able to watch them. You know. To, to they're super excited like they're they're flipping out they're well, really i mean yeah it. i mean we know what a, the quality of twist is just imagine what you can do with a bunch of bunch of brazilian players who know how to play tiki taka and just yep. move the ball around and 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 tear and tear the patches of a ball when they yeah it's, it's, right. it's gonna be fun indeed um charlotte had the uh expansion draft i don't know if there's that a was lot funny. you guys yeah, go ahead. Take it, Rodrigo. What, what did I you watched that. And one of the things that like totally drives me insane, crazily, is when um, expansion draft teams have already established academy team, and the Charlotte has one, right? Um, but they also have this. Um, I wrote it down. They have this uh, program that called pitches. Pitches in need. So what they do is they build small pitches uh, with turf and all the stuff in, in communities that that would need something like that, or they did you know that, that they defy or not defy, but they they agree that that's the place where they should build. And so they're building six of these across the city, and they're also providing a coach to each one of these 
which I found like super amazing. I was like, cause all the kids were saying, it's like, yeah, I can't wait to accept practice and coaching. So I don't know if they're going to be in a league. I don't know what it's going to be it, but the fact that, you know, there's kids out there who can go into a nice pitch in their neighborhood and just, you know, be able to play with these smaller goals. I mean, like it's, it's, they're going to be, those, those pitches are going to be full. Every you said day. six, six, yeah, huh? six. That's pretty. In- wow. That's impressive. That's how many Minnesota United has done here. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. In terms of the names, I mean, I, I recognize uh, Tristan Blackman, but then he was traded away for money. Uh, Tajuri Shari too was also traded away. So I don't even know who, who's on. So this Gain stays, Mora stays. That's a pretty big one. Are there any big names yet? When, when is um, um, what's old boy's name? Um, Opara? I'm drawing a boy. Yeah, when's Opara going to announce? Thank you. I don't know. That's a good question. Um, that would be the thing. But um, I think, you know, Joseph Mora was, is, is, is a decent player, right? Um, I think Anton Walker's uh, Anton Walks was, was, was essential for, um, for Atlanta down the line. And McKinsey Gaines is, is a young forward who's, you know, had a brilliant goal this season, but um, needs, needs more time to develop. I think, you know, there's a... There's a development aspect of this whole thing, and that's great. And um, and I, but they also just recently picked up Jordi Reyna, so um, they have lots of internationals on their square squad right now. So yeah, so, isn't the guy he came from um, Clube Brasileiro, right? He was a coach at uh, yeah Gomez, is it? I don't want to say Gomez. I, I can't Gomez. remember I which team he is. came from though. It's, I'm yeah. drawing a blank right now. Right, but yeah, no, like their coaches international, their other coaches, uh, uh, their directors international, and they have I think five or six international players. Allocation disorder. If anyone listens to that, they broke down what Charlie looks like, but I'm okay with having a bunch of internationals. It's like it's 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 you know you can buy international slots with like you know the eight hundred thousand dollars they were able to get from Tristan Blackman and Ismail Tajiri, right? Eight hundred thousand dollars in Gam Tam, whatever. That's a lot of money. That's a that's a lot of money. So so that's good for a young club. Um, we'll see what else they do. But um, but you know, that was really that was really interesting. So sorry, I'm looking it up here. Uh... Miguel Angel Ramirez. That's what it is, Ramirez. What I wanted to see. And he was at. Sorry, I'm doing this little like spot on you. Oh, he was at Internacional. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So, so maybe um, there's the there's the kid that's been playing in the uh, U.S. Men's National Team, uh, Cardozo, right? Maybe maybe he'll move up with him. I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know. But the next thing know. that we have is, you know, Minnesota really Minnesota United released their home schedule. They did. Anything stand out to you guys? Um, for me, mostly like I'm I I'm going to tweet and subtweet at all the Millers that are on my timeline, as well as Jamie Watson, because I want either to have a snowball fight or a sledding contest after the game, right? And I'm hopefully that is, and hopefully that will be able to happen. Uh, but Jimmy Watson, uh, Jimmy Watson, and Eric Miller, who was just uh, after an expansion, expansion, uh, extension, not so long ago, they picked up his option. Um, so he'll be in Nashville. So I think for me, the Nashville game, um, also the Cincinnati game, because I've been to all the Minnesota United 
uh, Hispanic Heritage Night games, right? And we can all we can all be like you. you, you some majority, you know how I feel about the term Hispanic, but um, oh, that that's interesting. You bring that up because I'm gonna we're gonna go there in a little bit. But keep going. Um, um, but um, but we play Cincinnati that day. So yeah. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to to complaining and whining every time I'm in the stadium where they couldn't hire me instead of anyone else to help them out or consult in their ad room because, you know, I, I like to have that uh, MLS money so, at some point. <laughs> so how many Eastern, let's see, there's one, one, two, yeah, so three, Cincinnati, four, N- NYCFC, DC five. United. I've got five in Vancouver, five right? Eastern. That, Vancouver that's, that's East? way more and than Chicago, last time. Yeah. Chicago. Chicago. Yeah. So yeah, we'll see. It's, it looks pretty balanced and I don't know. It is. I, I mean, the only thing that trips me out is like, I'm so used to this to like having a match on or around my birthday in uh, <laughs> mid October. And like, we're going to be in playoffs at that point, which is just strange. Right. <laughs> I mean, if you think about it though, like, like, like we play on the East, they're, they're not walkovers. Right, Nashville made the playoffs. No. Yeah, DC United was close. Um, Cincinnati, well, Cincinnati, Cincinnati, right? You know, hopefully it'll get better. NYCFC won the whole damn thing. Yep. You know. Yeah, it's they're, they're always fun to play here. I mean, we that was what the home opener for Alliance was NYCFC. Those are mm-hmm. those are usually fun games. Indeed, indeed. I didn't even know who the Cooligans were back then, and we partied with them on stage. That was that was a good time. Then I started listening to them. I'm like, oh yeah, you guys are pretty cool. Wait, who are you guys again? I was like, okay. I only shared the stage with them for like an hour. <laughs> um, Bridget and Rodrigo, Renoso, Apache, Law and Order update. What what's going on in Argentina? What what do we got? I think they paid his bail and he's out. I'm, well, I might be wrong, but uh, I haven't really followed no, up. Yeah, that's right. Um, they had the hearing where he denied everything, um, all three allegations. Uh, so they could continue holding him, but instead they put him up for bond. Um, so he paid out a ton of money. He could come to the U.S. and train, um, but I don't know what the process is to get your visa renewed when right. you're facing allegations. You gotta wear a little ankle bracelet to send him to that'd be, that'd be the best thing ever. <laughs> you gotta, gotta go to the Argentine restaurant and just That's hang out. That's right. He can only be at the field or like an Argentine place. He's gotta be Boludo. at Boludos every day. <laughs> He's gotta check in at Boludos in Minneapolis every freaking day. <laughs> just sit there for like six hours. Someone has to Amazing. walk around with them, keep an eye on them the whole time. Yeah. So so my little conspiracy thing, how, how many uh how many free target stock bribes did, did Mark Watson send to like all the Argentine police and legal system? Like, hey guys, oh, target's coming. Get in on this, it'll be fine. Oh, by the way, you gotta let him go. <laughs> I mean, we we all we all knew that this was going to happen. They're like 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 I'm not just saying because we have watched the majority of us is watch Apache, but like overall, like we understand that an athlete in South America is a catalyst for a well-off, better life way, family, right? And so, to to call back when you dropped that on the fifty-five-one pod, and Wes is like, you talk about this every time you're on the podcast. I almost ran the car off the road. I was laughing so hard. <laughs> Which I don't though, because I don't. I don't talk good. about Apache every freaking time. It was pretty ever good. Ever since he's been in jail, that's that's the only time I ever brought it up. It was pretty funny. 
pretty yeah. funny. Well, you're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. But regardless, <laughs> right? I think it's like you know, like we all knew, and because you know the evidence that are not extremely concrete. Um, you know, he's, you know, you're going to, you're going to walk out and he got released and, you know, and for me, my hope is that this young man, um, you know, um, uh, starts slicking his hair back with heavy, 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 uh, glue and just, uh, just really look outside and just starts wearing, uh, um, uh, suits to, to the office. So that way we can really pitch that, uh, Netflix Narcos series. Just King. Lean in. Um, you say he's lean in, baby. Just lean in, baby. <laughs> and that, and that photo they were putting out. Is that him wearing the denim cutoff vest or is that a policeman wearing the denim? I don't Either know. Way, I didn't see it. Did way, you want to post it, a pic? It really fits, it fits the narrative, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying if Netflix needs to continue the narco series, all you have to do is put narcos, uh semicolon, and then just put bebelo and then the emoji of a crown, and that's it. That's literally it. Yeah, that, that's how I named the last one. I, I made it Apache season two. Um, NW, so this is going back to what we already talked about, but the San Diego Crest came out shortly before the, uh, the draft. What do you guys think? I think it's pretty cool. I, I like all the vibrant colors, the pinks, the waves, the sunrise, uh, San Diego wave, and then the big name that decided uh, she's going home, uh, Alex Morgan. Pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, Alex Morgan, you know, that's a great pickup. I like the logo. It's, I, I like me too. It's very summery, right? Yep. You know, like, yeah. what is that? What is that? Uh, that nineties like surf uh brand that was kicking around for a long time it was very popular. Mm. Doesn't sound like an O, I think, or something like that. But hmm. I can't. I can't think of it. I think I know uh, what you. T- I, I I can't think of it either. But it's one of those things. It's like Opel, or I don't know what it's called. I, I, it's just. Just overall, but like it's very summery, right? Like it's very like yeah. surfy type, and I, I, I'm, I dig surfy. it. I dig it. You know, like I like San Diego. I've I've only been once, and I spent a few. It wasn't quite a week, but I really dug the vibe. It's, it's I, mean, I like San Diego. I mean, I wish there would have been like you know, like the like a highway off highway like ramp thing that would symbolize Chicano Park, mm. and then somewhere in this somewhere in the ocean have like a little a little image of an otter because I loved you know. I love otters, but this is just me, right? Who cares? I don't live in San Diego. They don't need to pertain to my likes. They just, they just gotta do what they gotta. I mean, they gotta do what they gotta do, and what they did got them Alex Morgan. So, and how about let's talk about the young player of the year, Trinity Rodman. Well deserved. No real surprise there. Oh gosh, no way. Yeah, no way. That's not on. You know, that's on. That's like if she didn't get it. Pfft. Yeah, that's it. You know, and and that I didn't put it in here, but Haran got uh, player of the year, if I'm not mistaken, right? Oh, I love Lindsay Horan. Just she's Just all over the place. All over the place. Yeah. Like if the if I've talked endless times about how like I wish she was at the ten and all the offices goes through her first, it it just becomes a lot. Her, mm-hmm. her I'll, I'll stop talking about Lindsay Horan. <laughs> Fanboy over there. No, congrats, congrats to both of them. That's pretty cool. Okay, this is gonna be fun. So I'm gonna try to do this. This this is from our our friends over at Burn It All Down and specific friend of the pod, Brenda Elsie. And the context here is Brenda is talking about accountability and MLS and diversity hiring or lack thereof. I just want to give that in because it just kind of like starts with her going and then I will, I will get your live reaction. So let's see how this goes. Here we go. I mean, there's absolutely nothing wrong with it, except there's a few main problems with that. And the first comes from the fact that the MLS is a Ponzi scheme that doesn't have any independence. And that means who is going to enforce this? It basically says 
you know, a club will get fined $50,000 or $100,000, you know, by whom? And the answer is themselves. And that usually means that it doesn't work that well. Um, I wish it did. It's kind of like when teachers give elementary school students the opportunity to grade themselves. Um, that's great. <laughs> when it comes to professional sports that are run by people coming out of the NFL, it's usually not great. And we don't have independence in soccer. We don't have an independent federation. So it's still kind of concerning. You know, you read the report we just talked about. They're talking about real heavy issues, sexual assault, you know, sexual harassment, racial abuse. And where do you go with this policy? It's got something to do with hiring, but it still doesn't really set up any independent body that anyone could go to with a problem. You know, again, it's just like, if we violate our rules, we will pay $50,000. And it's like, to, to what, to yourself? So anyway, that for me is the first problem. And the second, of course, is the ongoing problem with trying to replace real minority hiring with foreign internationals that are not minorities. And I know that this gets really confusing for people. And it's one of those like things that I explain until I'm blue in the face. And it's, it just is complicated. So I'll just try my best. The problem is that when they want to hire what they call Hispanic coaches, they hire people who have grown up as non-racialized, so as white men in their countries of origin, usually Argentina, Uruguay, um, Mexico, Colombia, right, with wonderful coaching skills. And um, they call those minorities and they call them minority hires. So they use a report called the Tides Report, which I, I've been in very public disagreement with. And they say, look, we've got 36% representation of Hispanics. And they know that that's a term that doesn't get used in football anymore. Hispanic refers to some origin in Spain, and we got rid of it and used Latin American because we know about the slave trade in the Americas. We know that there's Afro-Latin Americans. We know that there's Asian Latin Americans. We don't use Hispanic anymore. And they're, sure, you're gonna find some Yahoo on the internet that gets mad that he's not called, and it's always he, a Hispanic anymore. But basically, you can't call a Brazilian a Hispanic. How are you going to call Pelé or any of those? You know, do you see the problem with that term? So they use it, they slap it on, they say it's 30 something percent. If you were to erase that and look at the head coaches that really grew up in the U.S. with the racial obstacles that the Spanish speaking or Portuguese speaking or otherwise Latin Americans experienced, it goes down to 6%. So you have a majority of Black African American and Latinx players in the MLS and you have a sum total of less than 15% of them in head coaching positions. So sorry for that long explanation, um, but it's, it's really important how they fudge this data. Yeah, I think that's super important, especially because the Tides report, you know, something. Yeah. I, mean, I get this image of, of Michonne just, like, walking through the zombies and just, like, decapitating she's everybody. Not wrong. <laughs> I that's mean, a, when is – that's accurate, I mean. Yeah. I mean, the, the Tides report, I've, I've spent a lot of time flipping through that. That's I mean, we, we built Switch the Pitch with lots of those stats in mind. Um, and the truth is that the Tides report actually makes things look significantly better than they actually are. She's absolutely right on that. I mean, it's there's it still gives MLS an F or like a C minus in almost every category, um, but it still almost almost makes the league look good uh, because you don't have those uh there's so many asterisks that could go after right. a lot of those categories just like she was explaining there oh rodrigo I, hispanic as soon as you said it i'm just like oh you're gonna love this one do you, do you know what's funny it's like i want to know did you just play that back in 1.5 speed that's i was gonna ask that too she actually talked that fast she though. was talking really really she was either really <laughs> angry I did. It's my it's my standard. It's I'm sorry. Okay. It's been a while I was gonna since say. I've listened to it, but <laughs> I was like, I was like, wow, you see that she's really angry and oh, needs to get it out really, really fast. Slow. We're so slow. So, so no, but that's uh that's 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 great. I think I mean she make they bring up good good really good points. Like yeah, like you, you, let's look at San Jose, right? They have uh, a white passing Argentinian coach, right? You you looked at what Atlanta have with uh Tato. 
Tati, uh, uh, and then you look at um, I don't want to throw Nando Sala under the bus, but um, you know that's 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 that, that, but but I will. But in that sense, yes. right? And then yep, yep, definitely. And then and then and then you look at you know the Heinze eventually. I mean, it's yeah, just, there's, Heinze, you can go on right? and on and on. There's you can yeah. go on and on and on. And you look at you know the Robin Frazier's of the world, right? Who come up, you know, you can even put Lucci on that on on that on that on that you know white passing. Uh, aspect of it right and he's Peruvian so like I'm throwing myself under that as well too but yeah you know you look at the Brian Frazier's of the world like um who's the um who's the head coach who's the assistant coach we got one assistant coaches in Seattle who was at Colorado uh uh Freddie oh jeez uh yeah Freddie yeah and so you know you look at the you know those are the people that should be the norm or the acceptance at MLS, you know, coaching, yeah. hiring, right? Like you want to be able to do that. And the thing is when you hire internationals, you, you, you kind of like in the eyes of the MLS, you're killing two birds with one stone, right? You're thinking diversity and you're thinking all the other stuff, but it's really not because she's really, is, she's really on point about that. So. Yeah. There, there really is still kind of a, a standard where white people will say, well, if they speak a different language, if English is like their second or third language, then they're they're a minority and not just in the sense that they come from a different country. Um, there's a there's a tendency for a lot of people to still group people in that way, um, which is how just how you get confusion over. I mean. I remember having this conversation when United got Darwin Quintero uh, and he had to talk about, you know, being black in Colombia and, and being darker for a Colombian and all of those things. Um, and it's having, I, I still misuse Hispanic occasionally, just not like not thinking about it. Um, because that's how things were classified south versus, you know, um, but yeah, there's, there's a huge, uh, disconnect between what, what white people will consider a minority versus, you know, what actually constitutes right. a minority. And that, Just, and if you, if you don't know what diversity is, how can you be diverse right. and mm -hmm. inclusive? If you don't know, if, if you can't understand or define your terms yeah. how are you supposed to do that um this is really good podcast uh oh geez it's an npr podcast um code switch i don't know if anyone oh, listens to code yeah. switch they had a really good like episode on just the description and the meaning and the history of the term hispanic and like that's like that's a really good introduction introduction into like how this kind of played out and how this worked right and it's more complicated than it is and i totally understand yep. that uh, i just recommend people when they're gonna say hispanic to say his panic so that way you determine <laughs> you make it someone else's panic you remember where you, 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 you yeah. yeah you make it their panic not yours right you know <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good nice well i was gonna shout you out too rodrigo because back in the day you wrote a phenomenal poem too that still stuck with me uh kind of breaking down that term and i, I it was great so i, I don't know i'll have to pull that one out maybe for patreon or just release it as, as that as its own yeah. episode if you still have that thing jay otis powell loved that poem before it's he a great poem he sorry was, uh, bridget 
I cut you off. I'm sorry. I was just going to joke. I had a history teacher who called history his story. Uh, as in whoever is rating it gets to tell the story. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, when I wrote that poem, this is like years ago. Uh, the funny thing is, like, as I, as I started performing that poem, um, Geraldo Rivera released a book called Hispanic. And I was like, I cursed to the world at, at, at a Barnes and Noble. And people just like, because like I walked in and it was like right in the first display, like right as you walk in with your feature book. And I walked in and I was like, said a bunch of expletive words and everyone looked at me. And then I went to the and then and then I and then I went to the the uh, comic book section and I was like I was like <laughs> so so yeah so but that's that's a story but yeah it's beautiful well well listeners if you want to hear Rodrigo recite this poem that has now stuck with me for man what two decades now at least um, it'd be fun to get back to that um, let's let's end on USA Bosnia didn't get to watch it I uh, heard it was a pretty decent match back and forth usa pulls it off in the very last minute bassett with an 89th minute goal one nil uh pretty good test it was mostly looked like a b with a couple a squad um any takeaways i just don't know why people always jump the gun on the fact that you know like this is a whole different team right this is like another squad and like they expect them to do you know to put out to to put to to deliver right and i'm like yeah, sure. But these it's are the, that, it's that we, you know, we want it all. We want it now. Right, please, right. Is that instant, <laughs> instant satisfaction or gratification yep. thing that this country is so like, I'm like, I'm like, who would, who wouldn't like to be in the United States shoes where they could have three or four rotating teams to compete at the pool, right? I mean, and it's the same people who are saying, you know, play the kids, get the kids more experience. This guy needs a call up, that guy needs a call up. And then when they're not fantastic on their first showing, it's, well, what's he doing there? Right. And like, do you want him to develop or not? Like, this is, this is how you learn. This is how you become a team. It's not all going to come together at once. Um, they they need time and right. they're doing they're doing just fine with very little like experience together and that's the thing to me it's like you this is a team that isn't with their ma- major megastars they aren't with you know right. the christian yeah. politics of the world they aren't with you know uh with the other folks that, that that are known you know but they 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 put results right and being being a person up uh at the end of the first half because that was a horrible tackle uh Acosta were like let the studs up and hit the hit the calf yeah I, i'd be in pain too but you know you knew that that team was gonna bunker and and this team created lots of opportunities i was really happy to watch jordan morris be the jordan morris that we know he can be right and he can only get better right i thought that was that was highlight for me i think ricardo pepe is extremely frustrated with himself because he let one sit in in front of him and he couldn't put it away <clears throat> i'm okay with that I think uh, Kalana Costa, they had a great game. Uh, Walker Zimmerman, boom. Like, don't ever take this man out of the lineup. <laughs> right. Just, 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 you know, just give him cement him shoes, right? Cement his shoes somewhere on there. We'll turn him into some sort of statue and he'll be able to provide. Not only because he, he's a good center back, but the fact that he can, he's a really good header, can clear the ball with his head, also alleviates a lot of issues. Um, you know, I, I, you know, there were, um, there were moments where, like, you know, um, 
Um, folks, you know, seem lost in a sense, and that's fine. I think this team, just like in Minnesota, Minnesota, and I think this may be just club soccer or U.S. soccer overall, there is way too much tendency to get to the middle, get to past halftime, play it to the left back, back to the center back, all the way to the other center back, go play it to the right back. Oh, there's no patch there. When are back. There's a lot of this swinging the ball, trying to open up spaces. And that, and I've said it many times, that does not, the only, the only thing that moves is the, is the midfield, right? The midfield has to shift in order to, to do that. But the center backs and defenders are not going to move, right, until you make them move. And the only way you're going to be able to make the move is if you make quick, um, quick passes that make the vertical, vertical movement towards, the, toward, towards their goal, right? That's the only way you're going to make the move. Like you can take the ball, the wing down all you want. And if you're all you're gonna do is cross, that's that they, they can they can prepare for that. They'll be happy with that. And I think that's what it was. This this game was just, you know, Bosnia was going to bunker after the 45th minute, and they did. And and their keeper was great. The keeper had some really good saves. Um, but overall, I mean, um, I was really happy for Cole Bassett because we've seen him do good things in Colorado, and then um on his debut, he scores, right? And it was a score that and you knew that the goal was going is that it was going, it wasn't going to be you know, a 20-yard or a 30-yard bomb or an amazing goal because his keeper was really good, right? It was going to be a deflection. And that's what this was. It was a deflection goal. So there you go. Uh, overall, I mean, this year, 17, what was, what was, uh, what was, uh, um, what was the record for the U.S.? I think it was like 17 wins in his career so far. Like, uh, yeah, Halter. It's been like, pretty impressive. And, and yeah. they walked away with three trophies, too. I mean, it's and then people are still like, we're sitting. I was like, I don't get that. It's like, yeah, like, yeah, I know. It's like if Brazil well, was, no, if Brazil no, was, you know, it. yeah, I, just, I, I won't go. Like, that's my rabbit hole. I won't go down it today. No, not today. Right. right. Yeah. I mean, there, there, there's always that impetus to compare with with Europe and with European teams or South American teams, which I get and I do agree with. But here you just beat a European team. Enjoy it. All right, let's take a break and we'll do some internationals. Thank you very much for listening to that show. Join the Patreon at patreon.com backwards slash Minnesota football show. back to the minnesota football show we have some internationals to cover of course covid is still the top story as it is and probably always will be <laughs> forever wah, wah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, yeah a bunch of matches canceled go ahead sorry clearing my throat again here you're good you're good um, I mean, we can start it from, it's been, I think we're on week two right now, if I'm not mistaken. It, it started last week um, with Omicron really hitting hard in the UK, uh, here as well, but even harder over there. Um, I think Tottenham was the first one where pretty much the entire freaking team, if I'm not mistaken, was either exposed or infected. Um, Man U followed, Brentford followed, and then you started seeing all the games being canceled. Um I put the NFL, it's been affecting the NFL here as well. But then like 
it was really apparent yesterday where there was what uh one two three four five six six games on the slate and only one of yep. them happened only one <laughs> that's that's pretty rough. That's <laughs> not a great statistic. And, it, so, and that, was, go ahead. that was a rough game because it happened to be one of the teams that's most hard hit with injuries right now in Leeds. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What was the final score? I didn't even put it in there. I saw that I, I tuned in for a little uh, bit and it was already 3-0 in the first half. I think the final score was 3-0. It might have been okay. 4. I don't remember. Okay. I watched yeah. it, but I quit paying attention after like 50 minutes. And so we were just talking uh, before we, we, we came back here that uh, Liverpool are currently playing and they're currently playing where, where that original uh, break outbreak kind of started at Tottenham. We're like, should Tottenham even be back? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but apparently they're playing. <laughs> and it's yep. currently 2-2. So that's where we're at. And oh, it looks like Everton and, Le- and Leicester for today also canceled. So add that one in there as well. Eek. Not good, Bridget. Not good. Yeah, I think, what, three games total today, I believe, out of the five scheduled for Sunday. Mm -hmm. So, Uh, yeah, things things are going great. Yeah, exactly. Just to start to speculate how things are going to be like in February and March when MLS is trying to ramp up again, it's yeah that says it up i did i did see there were a couple teams that since their matches were canceled like went to nhs as a team and got their booster shots Mm -hmm. um those who hadn't already um the what was interesting though is the epl is the lowest ranking out of the european leagues in terms of booster shots oh um, that's interesting and fully and full vaccination status they're at like 68% and La Liga and Syria are like 96, 98% up there. Interesting. So there have been huh. some people saying, you know, how, how is this so bad in the UK when La, La Liga and all these other leagues are just playing like, like nothing's happening? Well, <laughs> it's because vaccinations work and every other league has, has a much better status. Um, I mean, but then, yeah, like you said, we're seeing it here. And even within the NHL, the Wild have had to postpone a couple of games. The NHL has the the highest vaccination rate of every league in the U.S. And they're still getting hit hard right now. So um, it ain't over. <laughs> Not in the slightest. Not in the slightest. Um, Champions League draw. This has already been discussed a little bit. It was just... <laughs> wild ride i don't know if you're the draw, it, the draw point oh, 2.0. yeah exactly I, the, I don't think i've even looked at the results because yeah i don't want to spend too much time but it was, it was just hilarious to just kind of see the uh the mate the glitch in the matrix i think is basically the way to describe it like and then oh, I, I did see like everything had to be repicked but still chelsea ended up drawing the same team <laughs> Mm, they mm-hmm. drew the first time so they're yeah, doing so, all these like draw changes and all yep. these like fancy graphics and nothing changed <laughs> there so it starts with manu and Villarreal being picked together and that can't happen because they're both from like the same group in europa yeah, i think yeah. the way or, or the same um group in, in champions or something and they yeah. need to be split up but then like <laughs> So then, um, there, then there's another one where the set. So they do it again, restart, and how does it work? Atlético, Atlético Madrid, 
I'm trying to I'm just reading through here. I don't remember. It was Atletico and Manchester United. Oh, they were excluded because they were already drawn. It was just a cluster oh, yeah. on so many levels. <laughs> and, and so me in the meantime, by the by the time they finally get it going. Oh, yeah. And then Man U and PSG are thrown together, which is just kind of like the algorithm being like, hey, everybody wants the Messi Ronaldo. So here you go, guys. <laughs> it's like, really? Uh-huh. Uh, but so there's the um, Real Madrid is like furious because they go from playing. I think they had Benfica. Yeah. To now getting PSG, <laughs> which which kind of sucks if you're Benfica. It's just like, ouch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, oh man, what a mess! Just an absolute shit show. Yeah, it's. I, this is the problem when you have so many different competitions and leagues that like they're clearly they keep updating these algorithms to you know catch all the teams that can't play each other, can't be in the same group. And then they forget that there's like 30 other uh, different exclusions that they've had in there at some point. And it's just, this is just insane. And it kind of makes you realize how uh, arbitrary so much of that system is. Completely. <laughs> Look at this great I, system for all of these different competitions. Oh, wait. Yep. So, don't mind I us. can't imagine Twitter was probably going bananas, but I, it, I was just watching oh God, the men, in, yeah. the men in blazers guys were just laughing, like they were having, they were having yep. a party out of it. But yeah, by the time the by the time the second final draw came out, I just quit paying attention because it was all just so much back and forth on Twitter. I was like, I don't even care. You're like this is going to take all day. I've only got just 20, ten up, minutes. Let me know the name. The, the day of the game let me know who's playing who so i know what i'm watching and just forget all of this oh my god uh, amazing <laughs> so finally once it finally got straightened out we have um salzburg versus bayern benfica ajax uh, atletico madrid and manchester united inter milan liverpool uh porto manchester no, i'm sorry uh sporting not porto sporting manchester city Chelsea, Lille, Villarreal, uh, Juventus, and then the one I mentioned, uh, PSG and Real Madrid. And Real Madrid were, looked like they were going to burn the place down. They, they were not happy. <laughs> uh, what's uh, what do you think? Are you so you've got uh, your Liverpool's got Inter Milan performing pretty well. We should say against Italian teams. So yeah, guessing you're feeling okay about that one. Yeah, I mean they're they're fun to play. Uh, not yet. Yeah, none of them have been like particularly scary. Like, mm -hmm. it's like when Liverpool shows up, it's fine. Um, and it is nice to draw these teams that you know they they really do put up a fight and they they make you have some some more creativity and make the games more fun. So, I mean, yeah. I'll I'll take that draw over some of the others. Um, yeah, I think, I think this round will be fun to watch either way. Mm -hmm. I think I read somewhere that the, uh, Salzburg, this is the first time in a long time, maybe a couple of decades that an Austrian team is in the, uh, the knockout round. So they might be kind of a, a fun underdog to, to go for if people yeah. are neutrals. Um, and then, and then I feel like just because they were so <laughs> slighted by Real Madrid is like following Benfica and hoping Benfica can beat Ajax and then maybe play PSG and beat PSG and then rub it in Real Madrid's face would be would be a fun narrative. That would be <laughs> awesome. Like, What's up? 
<laughs> oh, you didn't want them? Okay, we'll take care of yeah. that for you. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> well, uh, what else we got? We got Aguero retiring, kind of under really sad circumstances. It's it's a heart palpitation or heart issue, I believe, yeah. which which is which is just kind of a rough way to go out. I mean, really, really fun player to watch uh, when he was playing, especially at Manchester City under. Um, Man, I can remember. There was just so many epic goals. And... <laughs> Go ahead. No, yeah, he's. I mean, he's one of those prolific players that even, you know, if he's if he's playing for a team that you're not cheering for, you are gonna be watching him play. Um, and for him to go out in this way is just sad. Um, I mean, no one wants to go out on, you know, not on their own terms. Um, but in the end, I mean, yeah, it's, it's the right thing for him. And like he said, you know, this is, this is my health. It's not, um, you know, it's just not worth it and definitely respect him for that and wish Mm -hmm. him the best. And I mean, we'll, we'll miss seeing him play and well, he, he had plenty of years left in him. I think he would have been one of those guys playing at like 39, 40 Mm -hmm. or older, um so yeah it's it's sad to see it end this way but definitely I, I would not be surprised if if the you know the playing career we've talked about that before is over but he'll probably have a smooth transition into coaching or something else commentating sure. whatever it's yeah. going to be just considering his personality um let's see here <laughs> this is just ridiculous just getting into just world football corruption and i i still don't understand yeah, the uefa I, nations I, league yeah, I wasn't really following this, and yeah, like like you, I'm confused anyway. But this whole yeah. thing is confusing to me. That's right. We're we're already starting from a point of confusion, and what is the the Nations League, and what is it doing other than making it harder to understand? And now they're like, oh, by the way, we're gonna invite like the top four or five Conmebol teams, so basically Brazil and Argentina and a couple of their buddies to all the UEFA Nations League matches starting in 2024. <laughs> Is, is it UEFA at this point? Is it U- UEFA Mebol? <laughs> <laughs> Just money grabs all over the place. Uh-huh. And if, if, <laughs> assuming if this is true, league, go ahead. What if we had a league where one entire hemisphere played each other and then we oh. had... It's, it's, well, yeah, as, assuming yeah. this is true and this is like a biennial thing and then the World Cup is going biennial, it's just... It just hurts my head even thinking about it. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So, so in yeah. theory, you could have Brazil or Argentina being champions of Europe, which is amazing. <laughs> I mean, we're already at the place where you you turn on the TV and you see a game on, and you're like, "Which competition is this for?" Well, it's these two teams, so it must be for this. No, it's not. It's for yeah. Just it's so unnecessary. Yeah. Uh, big sigh. Well, here's one that is kind of cool that a lot of us probably didn't pay attention to is the, the Arab Cup that happened. And of course, Qatar was hosting. Um, but uh, Algeria beats Tunisia 2-0. So good for them. Good for Algeria. Uh, strong team. I'm pretty confident they're going to qualify for the World Cup. They're in a pretty good position right now. One of the better teams in the uh, African Confederation. So good on them. And that's about all I've got, Bridget, unless uh, you have anything to add. I do not. How's, how's the Liverpool update going here? 
question. They finish. Full time, 2 2. Looks like lots of VAR arguments. Mm. But uh, yeah. Right on. Well, we lost Mr. Rodrigo. We wish him well. He's got some stuff to take care of. Um, we didn't get a chance to discuss it, but just for listeners, we may be off the following week. We, know we, we Bridget and I and Rodrigo talked about it last week, just a little holiday break, as it were. So if you don't get an episode, that's the heads up. Just taking it off. Maybe we'll throw some Patreon in there. We want to, if Rodrigo and I want to discuss Hawkeye, <laughs> we might get into it on Patreon. Because <laughs> uh, there's, there's some interesting marvel movement in there that i was pretty excited about and honestly didn't expect to happen so i mean it was teased out before but yeah it's real now so that's cool nice. but anyway i'll leave it there uh thank you bridget and rodrigo when he was here and listeners of course and we have the aforementioned patreon patreon.com backslash mn football show been putting up little outtakes there and we'll get some stuff other things up there as well and that's all i got cool all right Happy holidays from uh, all of us here at Minnesota Football Show. Be safe. Uh, as Bridget mentioned earlier, we are definitely not out of it. Things are better, but we are definitely not out of it. And uh, I know I've had to pull back the gym, the gym in particular, just for a little yeah. while as we're still dealing with it. And as much as I miss it, it was a pretty easy decision. So be safe, people. Ciao, ciao.